Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Um, finally did some research this week. Uh, I did it in kind of a tired haze, so we'll <laughs> see how it goes. But um, it should be a cute little paranormal story, so kind of light, not too heavy. Right. It'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited to share. I'm um, excited to listen. <laughs> nice. So I guess without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm. Woo! Okay, so this week I did some research on the historic Anchorage Hotel. And um, so just... Yeah, in Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, going back to some paranormal stuff, because um, I did take a bit of a break, and <laughs> I looked through my list, and I was like, oh, I'm behind schedule. And then I was like, I'm going to not catch up and just go right to what was supposed to be done this week anyway. That's um, how I vibe. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the historic Anchorage Hotel is on the corner opposite Rum Runners, and that's at 4th Avenue and E Street. Um, and I guess that's a pretty famous little location in Anchorage. Um, it doesn't really mean anything to me, but if you're from Anchorage and you know what Rum Runners is, let me know. <laughs> um, and I think it goes on for about half a block, so it's quite a big hotel. Mm, yeah. Um, and what I've heard and from images and stuff, basically, like, if you're not looking for it, you'd probably miss it. Because it's, like, not a super flashy structure. Um... It was built in 1916, and a lot of people say that one of the most impressive things about the hotel is that it survived the 1964 Good Friday earthquake, which was like a 9.2 magnitude earthquake, which is, I think, the most powerful recorded to date in North American history, and the second most powerful in the world. Wow. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. And it survived. I mean... In Anchorage, there were, like, dozens of houses and buildings, like, streets, other infrastructure that um, was completely destroyed. But the hotel survived, and it's still standing, which is pretty cool. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, And it has one entrance on E Street that is unmistakable because it has this, like, white dome awning and a glass paneled French door that's like kind of set back so I guess the door is kind of fancy but the the building is just like any other building okay um and for years the hotel was Anchorage's like basically like the main lodging and meeting place in town and for a while it was actually the only hotel in Anchorage where you could eat meals served on fine china and that was like a major selling point for it. Mm, fancy. I would like to eat some meals served on fine china too, so I don't really blame people. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, just a quick fun fact for you. The artist known as Sidney Lawrence was the hotel's most famous guest. And I guess most of his later years in Alaska were like spent in... Like, he was, like, making paintings and stuff in the painting studio, which is in the hotel's lobby. 
So he is very famous and done some art in the hotel <laughs> itself. Smart. Yeah, it is. My brain is is really trying <laughs> to connect these dots from the notes that I wrote today. Well, um, he's definitely done some art. <laughs> he's done some stuff. Um, yeah, so the current hotel site is an annex to the original, and the annex was built in 1936, and like it's the only lodging structure in Anchorage listed on the National Register of Historic Places, which is also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the original building was located on the corner of 3rd and E before it was tor- torn down to make way for like expansion and stuff like that. So it's just like kind of upsetting that they had to tear it down but at least we've got the 1936 um, structure that is very the annex to the original yeah yeah um and here's what you have been waiting for over the years the hotel has acquired a reputation for being incredibly haunted yeah. <laughs> in 1916 when the hotel was first opened it was owned by uh, a man called Frank Reed and he had a son who would go down to the Alaska Railroad Terminal during the day to just pick up luggage for guests arriving at the hotel and like greet people and stuff like that and no one knows exactly what happened to him I don't think but the hotel today has three known ghosts that are very frequently spotted and interacted with and one of these little ghosts is one of the the little boys and it is believed that this little boy is um frank reed's son still at the hotel all these years later did he die young i would assume so um i'm not exactly sure what happened to him but the ghost is of a little boy so i'm assuming that something must have happened to him in his youth that's sad um, another ghost that is said to make frequent appearances at the hotel at night is the ghost of the first chief of police at Anchorage. Um, some people think that he just like lives at the hotel and makes frequent appearances, but like he might show up from time to time. Um, just visiting. <laughs> just visiting. And Making the reason friends. that people, yeah, he's just vibing. Well, kind of. He's no doing a job. Oh. He was shot during the Prohibition days with his oh. own gun in the alleyway, oh. alleyway right by the hotel. And then oh, no. he was alive when they found him and they like brought him into the hotel to see if they could save him. But unfortunately, he passed away when in the hotel. All right, um, maybe he's not just vibing. That's quite sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, so his name was Jack Sturgis and um, I think his nickname was Jack Black. Or Blackjack, one of the two. Okay. Jack Black is an actor, so I'm guessing it's Blackjack. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, my last brain cell. <laughs> I'm really blaming it on her. Um, so, yeah, so it is said that um, one of the reasons why people think that maybe he doesn't live there all the time is that people think that he visits the scene of the crime every year to find his killer because his murder remains unsolved. Yeah, that's... That's a bit sadder than vibing. It is, but I like to think that he's also just vibing in the hotel on, on other lo- occasions, you know? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll he's go. like, it's the anniversary of my death now, so now I have to go find the killer. But then yeah. on the other days, I like to think that he's, he's just, just vibing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> um, 
And the third ghost that is said to make frequent appearances at the hotel is the ghost of a bride. And um, people say that she is very tall and very thin and usually seen as like a silhouette that appears randomly in dark hallways and like in mirrors and stuff throughout the hotel. So she is very prominent. I'm guessing in her wedding dress too, right? Yeah, I think that's how they know that she's a bride. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about stories real quick. Um, One of the prominent tales is uh, by or told by Terry Rissy, who was working there. And I think until she started working at the hotel, most of the stories were just like, people whispering you know like a friend of a friend had a sister who worked there and like Mm. saw some weird shit happening or like um I heard through the grapevine that this happened there and it wasn't like a very documented thing people were just like oh that hotel like that one's haunted you know yeah just like rumors yeah just yeah rumors basically um but here I'm actually going to quote one of the articles that I read um, because it wrote it very well and I didn't think I could summarize it. It was like very poetic. Um, so basically they wrote, as the pale light of midday briefly touched the cityscape on a December afternoon in 2004, Terry Rissy stood behind the front desk of the Anchorage Historic Hotel, checking logs and paperwork. The petite blonde with a pixie cut glanced up from her work into a mirror on the wall in front of her. That's odd, she thought. What was that? Rissy spun spun around to face a painting on the wall behind her, looking for the smoky silhouette of a white dress she swore she'd seen drift by the mirror just seconds before. There was nothing. In the dim painting, a woman's portrait encased in a gold frame offered no hoped-for explanation, no white dress. The painting is just a weathered face cast in the style and attitude of Francesca Goya's Saturn Devouring the Suns. Unsettling enough on its own, it was even more so when Rissy realized that there was nothing resembling the reflections he'd seen. She shook her head in disbelief, dismissed the vision, and returned to her work. Later on in the week, a boyfriend of an employee passed the time with a self-guided tutorial on how to tie a tie. He was seated in a chair next to the narrow lobby fireplace with Rissy, again behind the front desk. As he practiced... A framed picture of a notable Alaskan artist, Sidney Lawrence, spontaneously catapulted itself from the mantel across the room, shattering a glass coffee table on impact. Rissy was stunned. Assuming it was an earthquake, she looked around to see what else was shaking. The chandelier was still. The room was quiet. The man turned to her, untied the tie hanging from his neck, and casually suggested, maybe it's your ghost. End quote. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yep that sounds yep that, that could be it yep <laughs> maybe it's your ghost <laughs> I just think that's so funny I was like actually low-key laughing a little bit when I read it because like could you imagine a painting just like flies across the room and you're just so calm you stand up untie your tie turn to the only other person there and say maybe it's your ghost <laughs> I would never be that calm <laughs> that's so funny I think if someone ever said that to me, I would literally panic. Yeah, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, did you see something? If you see something, say something. Yeah. Can you fill me in, please? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that kind of started the whole thing about like actually documenting what was going on. 
Um, they called it Rissy's Christmas Spirit <laughs> Encounters <laughs> because it happened in December, so they were like, it must be the Christmas Spirit. Um, and she decided it would be interesting to kind of like figure out if any of the other guests in the hotel experienced any paranormal events. So she basically started to like make a ghost log and it said please record all your encounters with our friends the ghosts of the hotel include what you saw or heard and where and um she had this ghost log out for all of the guests and people actually started filling it in which is crazy um like some of the accounts were like the um were pretty pretty just like maybe that wasn't a ghost um Mm -hmm. There was an entry on May 30th, 2007 that said, The guest in room 202 called saying somebody was pranking them by tapping on the door and then running away. He said he heard a couple of children giggling, but there were no children in house. So that could just be, you know, like maybe they forgot to say that there were children or like someone had children over, but um, could also be a ghost. (laughs) Could also be ghost children. Either way, I. <laughs> yep. I don't like children playing pranks on me and I no. don't like the idea of ghost children. So both <laughs> are not good options for me. Um and there are other more terrifying entries into this log. I guess there's one on October of 2011 that describes a guest who had a heart-stopping encounter with a small child standing up in the closet smiling oh. at the patron. Oh my god, no. And that's horrifying to me. Yeah. I would leave immediately. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, like, reports that people have have told to include, um, or told to have, like, to write down. Is that how you speak? A lot of the (laughs) accounts that are written down. Yeah. Um include things like you know lights turning on and off or like lights flickering um noises like giggling or coughing or whispering um cold spots or warm spots shadows seeing like a figure leaning on them or like pushing them that kind of thing standard haunting things you know yeah Um, your average haunting (laughs) yeah just your average haunting i think the um Usual one, the, the lights turning on and off or, like, the cold spots mm. is very typical of of a haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Rissy says she's unsure how many people actually choose to share their... Quote, it depends on who decides to tell you about it. And you think, oh, that was nothing. When it really means something. And that is valid. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is true. I feel like if I was in a haunted hotel, though, and I knew about it, if something happened like cold spot or, like, the lights were flickering, I would probably report it. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't know, then I probably would have been like, oh, must have been a weird electrical or, like, temperature thing. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it depends on, like, the context. Yeah, like, if I knew there was a ghost log, I'd be like, oh, shit's happening. <laughs> oh, but I'm adding to was, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if there wasn't, like, a ghost log that I knew was happening, then I'd be like, oh, weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so over the years, as one does when you feel like you have a haunted hotel, and guest hunters and other paranormal experts to come and stay in the hotel 
And as more and more things like begin circulating about what's happening, um, there are a lot more people who are interested in staying at the hotel and interested in exploring the paranormal. And I guess the paranormal community has been there quite regularly. Um, she says that seven years later, haunt- this haunting has become sort of their thing. <laughs> Um, which I think is kind of funny that she described it like that. Yeah. But um, what they have learned about this hotel, and according to Rusi, is that there are nearly three dozen spirits that occupy the hotel at any given time. Some are regulars and some are just passing through. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, so... She ended up, I can't remember if this was like an interview, but there's a quote here that was what Rissy said about it. She said, quote, there's a little boy and a little girl. They didn't die in the hotel, but at the hospital when it was over there on L Street. Mm. And they always come back here to play because their family, it was a family of nine, lived here. And so they come back and see them. How a psychic sees these things, I don't know. But I had two of them here at one point and they both said they saw them, end quote. Yeah, that's that's pretty um, convincing. I would be convinced too. Two of them. That's yeah. enough for me to be like, yeah, something's <laughs> yep, happening. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Obviously, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess some of the other spirits include a or someone they think was a prominent woman in society from the 1920s, and um, I guess they think she was like the daughter of some, like a wealthy local family. Mm. Um, and uh, another one is a man who always just follows you as soon as you walk into the door which is Uh, creepy yeah I hate that yeah and uh, then she mentioned the bride and Chief Sturgis Um, so there is a medium in Alaska called Angelique Conrad who started working with Rusi in the hotel and has worked there for years and I guess she has helped identify a few of the really active rooms. Um, but she kind of like Earth has its own energy, and she like move or like aligns herself with the energy flow um, to find out where the spirits are. She said, quote, When you have a spot in the earth where the energy gets upset, it creates a vortex, which is essentially distress in the energy field. Negative or low-level spirits need to have energy to survive because their energy isn't positive enough to move on and is not strong enough to stick around on its own. They blindly seek out a direction. It's why these spots of disruption, like the Anchorage Hotel, often attract paranormal activity like moths to a flame. End quote. That's an interesting way to think about it. I like right? That. Yeah. I do. I like that too. It makes a lot of sense to me, I think. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah. And so her colleague is a paranormal expert, Dan Barnhart. And he basically noted that, like, ghosts attract the attention of living people if the living people are, like, tuned in. But, like, even in cases where people are tuned in, they can sometimes miss a message because it could be just, like, really subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, quote, it takes less energy for an entity to make a sound than appear, and the likelihood of getting a ghost on tape is greater than seeing one. Mm. 
ultimately it's up to the specter if it wants to be known. It all depends on whether it can draw up enough energy from the surrounding area, from an electronic source, or from people, or from a vortex. End quote. Hmm. And I wanted to include that because I just thought that was like, I never really thought about how one would go about seeing a ghost or like a specter or something from paranormal mm-hmm. you know like it's just I'm always like oh like there's a ghost here it's haunted something happened to the ghost to, or something happened to the person when they were alive to make them come back as a ghost mm-hmm. but it's it's I think it's more interesting to think about it in terms of energy yeah me too and I really like that yeah it, this whole researching thing was very insightful yeah. to <laughs> what it means to be a psychic or a yeah. ghost hunter. And, like, also kind of explains, like, why some people become ghosts and other people don't, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's very if there's not enough positive energy. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, like, why things or some ghosts would pass through and other ghosts are, like, mm-hmm. if it's a ghost just, like, blindly seeking out direction, it would go to a spot of disruption, like the hotel. But then some of them must just stay there. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I think it calls for a trip to Alaska from us. <laughs> I think so, too. Nice. Plans <laughs> sorted. Perfect. Um, but, yeah, that is the story that I have for you. I know it's kind of short, but um, I thought that it was very interesting. Yeah. I liked it. And a ton of, like, backstory about the people or, like, the three main ghosts. But I feel like there was a lot of... Um, people who actually reported seeing things and I mm-hmm. enjoyed that and a lot of like sciencey explanation <laughs> yes <laughs> sciencey explanation <laughs> I love to see it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I've given you a really easy one to change the subject though yeah I feel like that was quite chill not a lot of trauma <laughs> no <laughs> I'll traumatize you next week don't worry oh perfect Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I doing? Oh, well, yesterday I went into the city and there was a little holiday, well, it was a a big holiday market um, that was, yeah, set up and it was very nice to, like, walk around and, like, there were a bunch of, like, um, I think most of them were, like, local vendors, like, from the area, Um, yeah, and to see all their their stuff. That's very cool. I sadly did not get anything, but I did want to get something, but... I will go back at some point. (laughs) Yes, go back. It was just very overwhelming, you know, because there were like so many vendors. Yeah. And so many people, too, which is like, I'm not used to being in a crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it was very cute and it got me into the holiday spirit. And there was some Harry Potter jewelry, which was very fun to look at. (laughs) You should go back and get it 100%. I know. There was these really cute lockets that was like, the front looked like the book like there were ones for each of the books and then like mm-hmm. they would open like a book you know and then inside you put the picture and I was like Ooh. I never even thought about that that's so creative I love that yeah, amazing very cute. so yeah I had a grand old time <laughs> <laughs> send me pictures next time you go that sounds so fun yes I shall yeah I didn't really take any pictures for some reason no, fair enough but I never think about taking pictures I know. I'm always just like in the moment and then like after the moment I'm like Damn, I should have taken some pictures. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Ugh, oh, well. Next time, I shall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my little life update. What about you? 
Uh, yeah, the Christmas market is finally opened back up here as oh, nice. well. Um, but unfortunately, I don't know if it's because of COVID or because of Brexit or what, but it's like an eighth of the size that it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was very disappointing. And like I knew it was going to happen when I went. I knew that it was smaller, but mm-hmm. seeing it in person and seeing how small it was was so disappointing. Yeah. Um, it's I also got myself a little beanie baby, you know, the ones that have, like, a birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, getting one for my friend because it was uh, their birthday. And um, I ended up just accidentally picking up this one little octopus, and it was – it just happened to have my birthday, and now I'm emotionally attached to Sheldon. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So um, he's sitting here on my pillow with me emotional support Sheldon he really is I'm so attached to him I think I'm an octopus person now I love it (laughs) yeah um yeah that is that is all for me I've just been so so busy with exams coming up and all my deadlines this week it's been ridiculous yes this time of year sucks for finals it's really bad yeah yes it is Um, But yeah, I can go into my little spiel. Please do. All right. So you can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. You can like our photos, DM us, follow us. And from our profile, there's a button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us thoughts on stories we have covered or stories you want us to cover or life life updates of your own. We also have a um, Facebook, which is Grim Podcast, and a Twitter, which is Podcast Grim. And other than that, just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week for some true crime where I actually get to traumatize Maddie for the first time in a while. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. Yeah, I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye.